This is a gospel passage that's very near and dear to my heart because every one of my moral theology classes, uh, our teacher would start us off with um, asking us, so what is the central question of moral theology? And we would recite as a class, teacher, what good must I do to inherit eternal life? And she would ask, okay, well, where is it from? Matthew 19:16. We knew that. We knew that very well. So I always laugh when this passage comes up in the Gospels uh, because it's like, like every single thing we learned about moral theology, we wrapped into this one passage, which is really, really cool. Um, I'm not going to tell you everything because that's a lot for one homily, um, even for a Sunday homily. But um, just very quickly, you know, uh, looking at what's happening, uh, I thought it was interesting that when Jesus starts rattling off commandments for the guy to follow, He's listing the second half of the commandments. I say second half. Um, if you look at the commandments and you look at the two tablets, anytime you see a depiction of the two tablets of the commandments, normally you see the Roman numerals 1, 2, and 3 on one tablet, and then you have 4 through 10 on the other ones. And that's because the way the commandments are divided is that the first three pertain to love of God, and the second set contain to love of neighbor. And so in this gospel passage, Jesus is rattling off the ones of love of neighbor. And so when the young man asked, you know, what do I still lack? <laughs> it's no wonder that, you know, we could really make the connection right there that what he's lacking is the first part of the commandments, the first three. That to love the Lord includes selling all that you have, at least being able to give up what we have to follow him wholeheartedly, to not have anything holding us back. That's the thing. It's not just sell what you have and that's it. There's a reason for it. You know, um, and what the Lord's trying to teach this young man is that this young man has a has an attachment to his possessions. It says he went away sad because he had great possessions. You know, um, so that's the thing is Jesus says, "I want you to follow me." That's the whole point. He said, "You've done all the things in terms of, I guess you could say, like the social dimension of loving neighbor. But the next thing, which you really need to do to inherit eternal life, is you need to know me. You need to come to know God." And so that's the thing. For that young man, what was stopping him from doing that was his possessions. This man could have been a 13th apostle. We don't know. We'll never know because what happened? He went away. He didn't take Jesus up on the offer. He could have been right there. He could have been a prime example. I mean, think of the apostles that we have now. You know, you look at those, the disciples in the Gospels and, and just how uh, it, they just seem to be so flawed. You know, you look at all the times they mess up, especially Peter. You know, we see Peter constantly messing up, you know, constantly putting his foot in his mouth. Um, and this man seemed to have it more together than the other ones. But the one thing that was holding him back, he wasn't ready to give up. That's the call right there. That's why Jesus tells him, go sell what you have and come and follow me. That's the important part. You can give up everything else, but what, what good is it going to do? You know, I want you to follow me, and that's what's stopping you. The whole thing here is detachment is being detached from the things we love most. Look what happens in the first reading with Ezekiel. The Lord tells him, um, you know, I want you to get ready to mourn. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if God told us, like gave us a warning ahead of time, like something bad's about to happen, so like start preparing for it spiritually now? Like, wouldn't that just be awesome? I wish that happened sometimes, because it would happen in the reading. His wife dies. As awful as that is, God gave him a warning. And just like with our readings this weekend, we kept saying how God chooses people to make an example of them. Same thing with Ezekiel. Because what happens if people come and they ask him, what does this mean for us? We have to think of what Ezekiel came to do. He's prophesying about the exile that was coming with the Babylonians. And what happens? Jerusalem falls. In a sense, daughter Zion falls. She's killed. So that's what this is all about, the sense of detachment. You know, We don't always have a warning. 
But the thing is, that's where we have to come to prayer and ask Jesus, what should, teacher, what must I do? That's the central question. That's why we say in our class, that is the central question of moral theology. Because we have to come, we have to ask the Lord in prayer. Teacher, what must I do? Because what I have to do sometimes is going to be different from what the young man had to do in the gospel. It's going to be different from what I have to do from Father Mitch. It's going to be different from what I have to do from Lexi and Emma Kate. You know, that one thing might be different for each and every one of us. And that's why it's important to ask. But we do have to show up to ask that question. Teacher, what good must I do to inherit eternal life?